0: Space, the final frontier, these are the voyages of Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, new civilization.
1: to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to ReTrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we're back again talking about we're we're sticking with Barclay. We're talking about more more Barclay in next gen. So we enjoyed talking about Hull pursuits last week. So we're talking about the nth degree yeah. this time. And then we're carrying on with the Dominion War, looking well the preamble to the Dominion War, looking at <laughs> rules of acquisition. Yeah,
0: we're getting there. We're getting there slowly. Yeah, but the... we're giving you all the background to to how the Dominion War started and.
1: The little warnings. Exactly, the word Dominion is actually spoken in this episode, so uh, we're getting there now. (laughs) We're
0: getting closer.
1: (laughs) But first of all, what Trek news have we had this week then, Elliot? Because I've managed to miss Uh, all this again.
0: Well, there's uh, two things that are happening, and it all revolves around Picard. Um, The first one is um, John Delancey has been tweeting again and... You know how he does his uh, greeting messages to people for the birthdays. Oh yeah. And all that. It well, with greeting messages for birthdays, if you say that you're a Star Trek fan, he tells you a bit about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So he's been doing he's been tweeting it, but it's been messaging people going, Oh, you can see me soon. I'm I'm off to be in six episodes of Picard. Ah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> confirmed he's off to be in six episodes in total. Right. But most he's also of the season. said that um is finding it strange parts of it. Like not just the like how they have to be checked and all that before they're going for filming every day. But the filming um, season two and season
1: three at the same time. Oh, is that legit? So I heard that was a rumour, but yeah. is that for yeah. definite. Well, now? John
0: Delancey has said that he's shooting scenes for both seasons.
1: Ah, so he's in six episodes across two seasons then. Six episodes across two seasons. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm. But we.
0: But this tells us that we're going to have John D- Jill for, like, the next two years at least. Yeah, excellent. Now, that just meant... Wonder... Regardless of any other shows he might
1: pop up in. Of course, yeah. I mean, that just made me wonder, because she said, like, you know, if you're a Star Trek fan, he gives you a bit of a Star Trek thing. And I know he's done a fair bit of stuff, but I'm just thinking, like, who else is going to ask for a cameo from John DeLancey, like... <laughs> You know, oh, um, I'm a big fan of that time when you played that dirty gynecologist in "The Hand That Rocks the Cradle." Can you tell me a little bit more about that? You know,
0: I can't. I watched a really weird. I watched a B movie not long since that is in, but it's only in the first five minutes.
1: Right. I mean, he had
0: a good role. Because it's the biggest star in it. It's his name across the top. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he had a he had a good role in Breaking Bad. Um, he, he had a good little yeah. little arc there, but yeah, I, I would imagine most of them he gets a a Star Trek a, a Star you know, Trek fans, which is fair yeah, play. But
0: <coughs> but we've got that confirmed from John DeLance. they the show two seasons back to back, and he's going to be in six season, six episodes over the two seasons. Yeah, awesome. So and that, that so that's going to be good fun. But yeah. then. The other thing that's coming out is, and we talked a bit last week about some of the photos that someone Mm -hmm. had uh, grabbed from Picard, but there's loads of these happening now. and I'm wondering if we should ignore these and not talk about them because these are proper spoilers. These are things that the studio have released, like a trailer, which is normally what we look at with spoilers. So we look at what the stars say, like John Delancey is tweeting about things. But these are people who are just because they do the out going, um, not on set. Uh, what? Right, well, On, on the location. location, yeah. People are grabbing photos of the locations and all that, and they're leaking all this online. And I think that we as a show should stay away from that. Yeah,
1: I'm in. Because I'm in agreement like, with you. Um,
0: I'd... I personally, I don't want to watch all these that are coming up on YouTube. I, I'm actually there's... A channel that I normally follow quite, a l- that I've actually stopped following on
1: YouTube. Yeah. Already because they're leaking all these and talking about them. I'm I'm pretty much there with you. My feeling on spoilers is that if it's something that's released by the network, if it's an official trailer, a poster, whatever, we're not going be to better ignore that. You're not going be to better not see it. Um, yeah. Or, similarly, if it's something that's endorsed, so it's gone out on someone's Twitter accounts, I don't believe for a second that they're not vetted. And that, you know, I I can't well, believe that... One I, of don't ha-
0: believe, I don't believe I don't for one second that, um, after what John delancey had already done, he did, if he was going to be told to stop it, it would have been told yeah, to exactly.
1: stop it. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm pretty... I, I, I'd feel pretty safe in saying that if they're going to leak something that way, they have to get it approved first, so... Yeah, yeah. My my thought is keep it to official and, stuff. And and it's and...
0: not it's not leaking anything about the story or anything. It's just no, saying, exactly. I am in two seasons and I'm in six episodes. Yeah, brilliant. We love that.
1: Yeah, that's it, it's fine. It's not showing
0: up for like it did in Lower Decks for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's actually going to be a, a big part of the like if we look at twenty episodes mm-hmm. over two
1: seasons again.
0: Is in nearly, is in just over a third of the (laughs) the show?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting. So, yeah, on the subject of um, spoilers then and upcoming stuff, if you feel really, really strongly that you want us to dissect these leaks and everything like that, then let us know. But our our feelings on it at the minute is we're going to stick to official stuff and try and ignore, basically, if... The yeah, producers. Well, well,
0: we're are... going to try avoid. Yeah. I'd like to avoid it myself because I like I like the enjoyment of yeah seeing it for the first
1: time and. I think if the producers are happy for us as the public to know it, then we'll count that as we'll count it as open yeah. season on that, and we'll we'll talk about it as much as you like. But if it's something that's leaked unofficially. Um we'll tend to avoid it unless it, yeah, it's there's a really it's strong have You've feeling. have got the
0: mobile phone out. As they're walking yeah. along the street and taking a photo, we're going to ignore that
1: and we're going yeah. to try avoid them. So that that's our, our spoiler stance for the time being. We'll see, we'll see how that evolves <laughs> as we go along. Um So, yeah, let's get into next gen then. So the nth degree, this is the second appearance of Barclay, season four. And I I think it's another good one. I think I prefer this probably to Hollow Pursuits, but... um, Yeah. Yeah, so it's a weird... This is one that I only tweaked how weird it was watching it the last time for this. So we start off with what looks like a play. It looks like the play's up and running and everything. And it's Beverly and... To be
0: fair... This could could be Barkley back in his
1: hollow suite. Uh, It could be, it could be. We're told, I mean, we're told that he's got better and everything, so we're led to assume that this is legit. But Barkley's there, he's in the full gear. he's got the big nose and everything, so it's Cyrano de Bergerac, and they're doing a scene. Now, I've not seen the play of Cyrano de Bergerac, but this doesn't look like the end of it. Because it's all no. sort of still... But then everybody applauds and then everybody leaves. So it's like, yeah. what? what is this? Is this a dress rehearsal yeah. that you've invited everybody to? or are Maybe you... it's a trailer. <laughs> yeah, trailer, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> like, and Riker's there. Riker's got his Beverly's Play podcast. He's like, oh, I don't know what I should do about spoilers if... If anyone cops for Barclay wandering round dressed up as Serena de Bergerac, don't, don't upload it to the internet.
0: Yeah, so I... Ju- well, I d- they can because it's official because this is them doing it. True. Like, <laughs> They're I d- putting it out
1: there. I just don't get it. I may- maybe, is it a play over two nights? This is the end of Act One? Yeah. Like, I, I really don't get what's going on here. And Data, Data turns out he's a right snob in terms of acting. He's like... Oh, well, you know, everyone's saying it was good, but it was clearly not rooted in the method approach. Like, how (laughs) snooty data? Like, for a start, not everyone has to be a method actor. You know, obviously you get your famous (laughs) method actors, like, you know, your Christian Bales, your Robert De Niro's, and all of this business and everything, but it is not the only approach to acting. But data's like, oh, no, no, he's clearly not done the method. And then... I thought about it a bit more, and it's like, well, Serena de Bergerac's someone who is sort of ostracised from society, doesn't have any confidence, isn't able to speak to women. It's like, Barclay pretty much has been doing the method for that for his whole life, so I think that's... uh, Well, I I also thought about this. Like, he's got a hollow
0: addiction. Yeah. Where he creates... Where he does these sort of... He acts things like this with parts of the crew, so they think the best way to cure him is to actually act the parts themselves yeah. instead of him creating the
1: characters. Yeah, this is, this is pretty much, they've dressed him up here like he had the holo recreations yeah. of the the crew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, a bit harsh, really, when you think about that. And then Troy's like, oh, you see, Reg, this is so much better for you than a holodeck, like, is it? Is it?
0: Is it I mean, really? Maybe embarrassing yourself in front of everyone, yeah. getting your
1: lines, having data of all people critiquing you for not using the correct <laughs> approach to acting. Like, yeah, that's going to do wonders for his self-esteem. Is that anyway? So, <coughs> thankfully, that's all interrupted, and they find this probe knocking about. And Barclay has this thing where he says, "Oh, thank you, Jody, for you know including me on this." And Jody says, "Oh, you're one of my top engineers, Reg." Even though we've not seen you for a year and we won't see you yeah. for another two years after this one but now do you think he's
0: do you think he's still got to do that thing that he was told in Hall of Pursuits where hes still, uh, yeah, to him, yeah. like
1: he's uh, act like he's you're his best mate yeah that's <laughs> it he's still got uh, he's managed to put it off for ages maybe like um <laughs> maybe Geordie's got to give, like, an update to Picard on how it's going, so he's like, I'm going to have to put him in at least one thing, so at least if Picard checks, I can show that I've involved yeah. him. <laughs> and, you know, wouldn't you know, it all goes wrong again, so Barclay gets gets zapped, and... Yeah, they're trying to... Like, what got me
0: is... I, I still find this... All I've seen is as a probe... Mm. And it's above the Argos array, and the Argos array has stopped working. So the think the best way to do it is to send out a little shuttle craft when they're in the Enterprise.
1: Yeah. That often happens, uh, so, and then, doesn't it, weirdly. Yeah,
0: it was sort of like it, it sort of didn't make I've watched I've, I've I've watched it twice and I still can't work out. Well, why have you sent the shuttle out there to
1: yeah, like every I'm not sensor sure. on the
0: Enterprise is—you're very close. Every sensor on the Enterprise is more powerful than shuttles.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true, and it—it's not like for storyline purposes they need to do it because Barclay could still get zapped even if he was on the Enterprise. So, yeah, you know, you, the, yeah, there's literally no reason to do it. You're right. That's yeah, a, that's a and weird. one.
0: it's like one. the only—the only—what um, is it? 1.8 kilometers away from the probe. When they send the shuttle out,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not in space terms. That's pretty much on top of it.
0: Well, in in how fast in how fast the Enterprise moves and all that.
1: Yeah.
0: And what is it? How long is the Enterprise? Is it? It's about a thousand about meters. meters so, yeah, swamp? maybe
1: Yeah, about a 000, thousand meters. Something so. Like
0: that. So it's about the twice twice the length of the Enterprise away from you and you find it necessary to send a shuttle out from the back Yeah from the back it's it's got to come round
1: (laughs) Yeah Yeah it's a bit of a weird one but yeah it's one of them if the Enterprise would have kept moving as the shuttle came out it would have been there by time or it would have probably been quicker for the Enterprise just to go past it than the shuttle to come out the back rather than like you say looping round Yeah, no idea. Maybe they just... Maybe this was when uh, I think it was
0: just. An, I think it was just an excuse to get Geordie off. If something yeah. goes wrong, take Barclay with you, and we finally get rid of him.
1: Yeah, it could be. I'm thinking maybe it was when uh, they were trying to flog them um, action figures, and you, you could get a shuttle playset for your action figures. So maybe so it's, it's just like extra Yeah, scenes. we need we need to put extra shuttle scenes in because the kids aren't buying enough of these shuttles. Like, obviously I love Star Trek and I love toys and everything like that, but Star Trek toys were always a little bit weird because the the big play set you could get was the bridge. So there's not a lot of play to do with bridge. Like what do you do? You no. sit you sit all your figures in the chairs. And you go, right, yeah. let's go to this planet. All right, do a scan. Okay. You need to go to Turbo Lift. You could maybe walk him up to Turbo Lift, but there's not a lot we've going on.
0: By, we've been hit by a phaser and sort of shake the whole yeah, thing Yeah, you could side lift, to side. lift it up side
1: to side. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah they, want, they want a lot. Maybe that's why Star Trek figures traditionally have not sold as well as like Star Wars, because yeah. you, you don't get as much of them running around shooting each other and stuff. Anyway. Uh, so he gets zapped, and then you you get this gradual thing where it's obvious that something's happened that his his brain's working on a higher level. So you get the thing first of all where he's talking to Beverly, and he's like, "Well, you could do a scan, and all you need to do is change the the so and so, and it'll make you. it." And she's like, "Well, you know, you're not on, you're not a doctor. I'm a doc. You're an engineer." You, uh, but he's like, "Well, it's not that different." So that's like the first hint that something's going to be changing, and I want to call out a pretty cool special effect sequence in this. I, I think it's probably reused from another episode, but we don't see it that often. Which is where the Enterprise changes direction and it sort of pivots back on its axis and then turns round and then shoots off at yeah, or sort of at a forty-five degree angle to what it was at what it was at previously and. I think maybe they do it in one of the Klingon episodes there, uh, but
0: yeah, it it probably it probably is reused because
1: yeah, which because they did, like, yeah, you know, the they had to. So.
0: Like the models are qu- are quite difficult to shoot. Yeah, in doing things like that, with getting the camera angles and everything, so yeah, exactly, if to do it. Do it. It's probably been an expensive shot to create. Yeah.
1: Exactly, so you use use it it over and over, yeah, I mean, you know, as we saw going way back when we were talking about the movies, they reused that Klingon Bird of Prey blowing up a few times, which is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, But Yeah, so I I like that anyway, it's it's cool to see the Enterprise moving in a more dynamic way, which we take for granted now with Discovery and Picard and, you know, because they've got CGI ships, they can move them about however they like, but... This, they were pretty special when you saw the Enterprise do something different back in them days. Um then there's the bit with the she uh, the the probe and everything, and Barclay boosts the shields and all this, and you get a great scene with Riker where he's like, you know, everyone's wondering how you did it, Reg, and he it reels off this really, really long techno-babble <laughs> explanation. And I love um Riker, Jonathan Frakes' his reaction where he's like, Yep, yep, I see that. Yep, yep. <laughs> I just think that's great. Yeah, yeah you haven't got a
0: clue.
1: <laughs> it's one of them, really, because it it does make Riker look like a bit of a div. Because it's like, well, why did you ask Riker if you clearly weren't going to understand what the answer was? Um, well, that's seems
0: like it's like when he when he's altering the shields, he just starts say uh, doing stuff on consoles. Yeah. And all that, and, he's, and they've gone to warp, they're trying to run away, and he takes them out to warp to obviously divert power. Yeah. But Geordie looks at it and and Geordie can't understand what he's done, and Geordie goes, I don't know how he's done it, but the shields are 300% have increased yeah, by 300% yeah. power.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it is quite good. So, young. what
0: chance did Riker think he'd have?
1: Oh, exactly, yeah. I think Riker were. Maybe he had a bet with someone like, I can find out what he did. I'll, 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 they've all got like a sweepstake <laughs> on what he actually did. Like, I think he reversed the flow of the thingies. And and then there's a cool bit where um, they have the the briefing and they're talking about upgrading all the, the sensory rays. And they say, oh, we'll do them one by one. And Barkley sort of says, "Yeah, if we do this, we can do them all together instead of one by one. And he's sort of mocking them and everything. So it's... It's kind of got this thing where he's getting a little bit more sure of himself, uh, bordering on arrogant. Well, it's becoming very, sh- it's becoming
0: very sure of himself.
1: Yeah, and it, it but can- it's obvious he obviously knows what he's doing. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's, he's deservedly sure of himself at this stage. And it carries over to his acting, like we see him doing another scene and he's probably used the method here because he's he's clearly much more invested in it and he gives this big monologue and everything. And I think Beverly's reaction to it is a bit over the top. She's practically crying at how great Barclay is in this <laughs> scene. It's like... The, Beverly, you're the director, this is what you're meant to do is get good performances out of people. It shouldn't yeah. shouldn't shock you but, that you've managed to al- achieve but, it.
0: But you're also the Doctor, and he's been hit by some strange alien probe yeah. on a shuttle, and now he's acting massively different. Do you think something might be on? And as a Doctor, yeah. you should be looking into that yeah, instead I, of acting with him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a Doctor from the future, but, you know... I'd hazard a guess straight away. You'd think maybe a concussion. He's something's happened to him. He's had a trauma and he's acting differently. Could be a concussion, but yeah. don't even go yeah, there. We know that
0: you've had. We know that you've had him in sick bed for a couple of minutes when he got back and you couldn't find anything. But maybe there's something a bit deeper that. Yeah, something.
1: It's clearly developed since then. <laughs> since he's totally different, <laughs> and you have that bit where. I mean, Troy describes it later as, you know, he made a pass at me and all this. and Yeah, he kind of does. But Troy says, oh, it was a good one. It's like, it wasn't, really. They, you know, <laughs> th- this is pretty bad. This is quite embarrassing. In Star
0: Trek, in, actually, in Star Trek Universe, that was a pretty good one. True,
1: yeah. And she's used to Riker just sort of mooning around over her and not really doing anything about it for seven years, so... Yeah, maybe this is, yeah. And then he's arguing with Einstein on the holodeck and he's redoing all the equations and everything. And at this point, finally, Geordie, his best mate, decides this isn't normal. So let's go talk to the Doctor. And wouldn't you just know it, he's now the most evolved human being that's ever lived. So, yeah, maybe Beverly should have picked up on something a little bit earlier on. Who knows? But then I like Riker's suggestion when they have a meeting about it. Riker's like, well, let's lock him up. Like, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit much. Yeah, but,
0: like, they do need to... You obviously need to do something, because, like... They should have the files of what happened with um, Gary Mitchell.
1: Yes, exactly. when
0: When he was hit by something strange he started to display um, the huge intellect and all that.
1: Yeah, that that all went
0: wrong. So we have seen these, that this can be dangerous. And Picard going, well, he hasn't done anything to endanger us yet, so let's just let him carry on doing whatever he wants. Is a bit sort of hang about. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be a middle ground between Rikers, let's lock him up and throw away the key. Yeah. And Picard's... No, let's look, let him get on and do whatever he wants. There should be some sort of um, restricted Yeah, let's cutie, keep an eye on restricted him. Restricted access to key systems.
1: Yeah. And um, uh, let's
0: put him under security surveillance.
1: Yeah, something like that. He has to report in or, yeah, something. Yeah. I think Riker's more annoyed that he's been hitting on Troy. Riker gets all jealous and huffy about it. Well, he is... does,
0: like, like he, he goes through, you never said if he was successful or not, it's He's like, obviously worried that. Like,
1: like none of your business, Will, you've had your chance. Yeah,
0: and you had your chance. You've moved about moped about me for four years. Not yeah, made a move.
1: Not made a move. You nearly had a kiss in Menager Troy, but nothing came of that. So no. You know, you got no no ownership of of Diana in this sense, Riker. Right? So no. Anyway. Uh, so wouldn't you know it uh, again. You're right, they should have probably kept a closer eye because now he's taken over the ship with his fancy new neural interface and Barclay's now yeah, the now, ship's computer's yeah, voice. Like
0: this is strange, isn't it? He suddenly shoots off to the holodeck and it starts telling the computer what to do. And it's get me this seat, uh, get me like a device on my right hand, the device yeah, on yeah. my left, and uh, set up a neural interface at some sort no such device.
1: Oh, I'll explain it to you. Yeah, this is how you <laughs> mech one. Off we go. And, yeah, the, I presume it's because he's, he's that much more advanced than everything now and he's into the ship's systems, and it, that must be why it's so easy to take over the ship, because that shouldn't be that easy. I know Data does say every couple of episodes, but Data's, yeah, <laughs> more advanced. But, yeah, so it's obviously... Once you're at a certain level of technical know-how, you're able to take over the Enterprise, uh, because Barclay manages it. But he can't be removed now without dying, so they've got to leave him as part of the ship. And he starts... But he's
0: on a holodeck.
1: Yes. Can't they just shut... Shut it down? Like... I think it's... Yeah, shut it down, or... I think it's because... isolate it. it. He says something about his brain waves are that much now that his brain isn't big enough to contain it, so it's had to go into the memory of the ship. Into the main computer. But I mean, I think I'm not the greatest scientist in the world, or indeed any kind of scientist, but I'm pretty sure that the human brain is still better than any computer technology we have in terms of the amount of memory and the amount of processing and everything that it can do. So I yeah. mean, maybe that's implying that this is the this is how much more advanced it is in the future that the Enterprise literally can have more than one. And I suppose going to back to our membership, well, we we stole six people uh, in it there.
0: Um, and um, shipping a bottle with Moriarty. Yeah,
1: true. <clears throat> so for whatever reason, we can't turn it off. Barclay thinks he's been chosen for a special purpose and he's going to take him to new places. And there's this scene with Jordy in the um, Jeffries tube and Jordy's got this weird, like, boiler suit on that you hardly ever see. I don't know where that came from. And... Yeah, it's like, oh, this is...
0: My sleeve's rolled up and I'm going to get down and dirty. Yeah, this is
1: serious engineering that I've got to do now.
0: yeah. I've got one
1: panel off. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, Um. Troy goes to speak to him, and you get that, like you say, going back to Gary Mitchell, there's this thing of he kind of sees them as children, and he wants them to trust him, but Troy says, you know, the captain will do everything to stop you. And what Picard does end up doing is he sends Worf down to disconnect it. <laughs> And it don't work out. Like he does a bit of shooting around, but we've got force fields and everything. Yeah, it does say to
0: Worf. It does say to Worf. I don't blame you for what you're about to try doing. Oh
1: yeah, I don't
0: hold it against you. I know you're just doing your job.
1: Yeah, exactly. And there's we get sort of the good and bad of special effects at this point. Like we get there's a really cool effect, like where the Enterprise is getting stretched. Um, but then it's got this terrible slow-mo effect back on the thing, so we're getting <laughs> we're getting great model effects and really bad sort of physical effects on the on the bridge. <laughs> but the upshot of it all is they jump 30,000 light years and they say it's the centre of the galaxy. And this is... And Janeway could have done with some of this. She could have done with some of this. And this is, what, a couple of years after Star Trek V? So, you know, is this an alternative version of that or again, we've got a big floaty head. So maybe this is the same species yeah. as the god thing.
0: No, I, I'm I'm think I'm thinking that by this point the, is this before Star Trek 5 or after?
1: No, this was a couple of years after I checked that. So I was like right. I was like, right, yeah. it was
0: I think that they've just decided to ignore Star Trek
1: 5. I think they probably have. And I think that's that idea is not without its merit. Um, yeah,
0: we've talked about this before. It is covered in um, Kirk's autobiography. It is, yeah,
1: indeed. Which
0: is a true book written by Captain Kirk. Of course Kirk. it is,
1: absolutely. So, yeah, if Captain Kirk said it didn't happen, it didn't happen... Uh, but it is interesting that we're having the second crack at doing Centre of the Galaxy and we're going with big floaty heads again. <laughs> but this one's much nicer anyway. Seems much more personable, yeah, I, doesn't
0: I, it? I got the impression this is more, pro- more sort of like a projection instead of using image view with that. They're just sort of...
1: Yeah, I think... Well it, that. Yeah, I don't think it's physically there on the bridge.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's just a big floating head like
1: what we had. What I like about this, there's some really sort of subtle acting from Patrick Stewart, but it's all been a crisis and, you know, they've all been really worried and everything, but you can see a little sort of smile and a little twinkle in his eye that, oh, great, you know, we found this new species and we're going to get a chance to do first contact with it. And you can tell that despite everything else going on, That's made him really happy that he's got this opportunity. And, of course, they release Barclay, and it turns out that they're explorers and they upgraded him to bring him there. Yeah,
0: they're they're explorers, but they don't leave the home. Yeah, they They bring people to them. Now, I was thinking about this. Like, how badly would it go if the Klingons found the probe? And they did that to the Klingons. yeah. How badly would it go if they found the Borg?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't go too great. It's lucky, really, that they stumbled across a Federation ship. Yeah. And, Pretty much anyone like, else, it could have gone badly. Like, what you have... it Like, the Argos Array
0: blew up because it couldn't deal with this programme that I was trying yeah, to yeah. give them. So what happens if they bump into a pre warp civilization with the probe?
1: And yeah, very obviously true. Obviously, they can't
0: get there. New the technology's not capable. So it takes someone over who can't make it go fast because they haven't got them sort of engines, so they all die when the ship blows up.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, there the could be mass murderers. It, this it,
0: seems very, sort of, it seems very haphazard to send probes out because it's obviously not scanning very well uh, or that because, like, the Argos Array is basically a big telescope. Yeah. It doesn't have uh, engines and all that and warp drives and people on it. Yeah, it's, it's gone there. Try It's tried to sort of reprogram that to go see them. Yeah. So it That's, doesn't seem like it's actually very clever as a program. Yeah, it doesn't it target
1: things itself. where it'll actually work. It's like just whatever it yeah. finds, it's like, I want to reprogram yeah. you to do this. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's very haphazard. So
1: Yeah, like, true. Um, and then we find all out... All these missing ships and... It just... <laughs> yeah, it's not the greatest plan. Uh, so we find out Barclay remembers everything, but he doesn't really understand it. And then a couple of things happen at the end that's weird. So Troy goes, "Oh, I'll go, we've got a date now," and it's so. Oh, hang on. Earlier on, you told him you couldn't do that because it'd be unprofessional because she, he's a former. No,
0: she didn't actually. She sort of she she just went goodnight. She didn't tell him no. I thought she said
1: that it was. She said, like, as your former counsellor, I wouldn't be comfortable.
0: No, I, she does say it, but I didn't think it was about the date.
1: I thought it was about that. End,
0: when he's talking about the date and all that, she goes, good night, Reg, and walked off.
1: Right, okay. Well, if that's the case, I'll let that one go, but it seems a little bit. Or oh, now that he's yeah. not so confident and stuff. Well. I'll the patronize is, so, him a little bit by going for a walk it, with him. He's
0: talking to Geordie. They're both in the bar.
1: I know the drink's in fall and it can,
0: sort yeah, yeah. like the effects can be wiped out pretty mm. pretty quick. But Geordie goes, Right, come go on, Reg, we, we're on duty now. We've got so and so, so and so to do. And Troy goes, Oh, no, we're going on a date instead. And like, Geordie's his boss and goes, Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, maybe can you go you go knock work. No
1: problem. Maybe it's kind of like the doctor can can order people about. Maybe the counsellor's got similar powers. I do but not to go on dates with people, you know. Yeah. And then he goes over, and somebody's playing chess, and he he moves the thing and goes, ah, mate, in six moves. You'd be livid if someone came up and did that while you were playing a game or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your this game, is our, This is
0: our lunch. This is our lunch hour. Yeah. This is I, what we want to do to enjoy it,
1: and you just ruined it. I've been trying to outthink him for hours, and you've just come over and... Yeah. Anyway. But no, it's a good a good fun episode. I like Barclay, and I think he... Yeah, I, think, I do think that one's better than Hollow Pursuits. Yeah. So let's move over to DS9 then, and rules of acquisition. So, first thing to say about this one is, this is... Really typical of Deep Space Nine, not not sort of conforming to what you would usually expect. Like the first episode where we're formally introduced to the idea of the Dominion, and it's a comedy Ferengi episode. You yeah, know, you'd expect it to be a massive big reveal. You know, um, if you compare it, say to. To Babylon Five, where the, you have the episode "The Coming of the Shadows," and it's a big, massive, huge event episode, and it, you know, it, it really marks a turning point for the whole show and everything. Whereas this is a bit of a throwaway episode, but we just get that that word, the Dominion, and it's the yeah the first real seed that's that's planted, and I think that's great. I think it's just so subversive to do it this way. And it's clearly well planned out that this is what they're doing. Um, but we'll we'll have a look at sort of what we find out and how it plays in and everything as we go through. But, yeah, I just think that's very, very clever. So we start with something that, well, none of us really have ex or none of us have legally experienced for a long time now. We've got a lock-in at a bar. Though I suppose yeah. technically... It's never legal when you have a lock-in, so um but <laughs> we wouldn't have it would we wouldn't have been able to go in the bars to have a chance of a lock-in over the last year or so is what I mean. But yeah, so Quark's having a bit of a lock-in. Morn's on the Mom's sleeping on the promenade, but he can't get in. And yeah, they're well, all in there well, playing Tom Go.
0: Like Odo comes up and, and goes, Morn, <laughs> you know you're not allowed to sleep on the promenade. <laughs> See this and is the first thing he does is try to get into quartz. Exactly, <laughs> good lad. He probably
1: thinks, oh, it's morning time it, it should be open again. Yeah. And this is where like your your personal transporters from Discovery had come in really handy. Because can you imagine, like, you basically go out, have a skimful, you program your transporter, if I fall asleep at any point, you beam me back home. And that'd be great. Well, that'd be handy. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, So when we get to the 32nd century, there's going to be less alcohol-related vagrancy, or there should be, if somebody's marking it well. Um, And this is sort of the first time we see Dax interacting to this extent with the Ferengi. And this is something that we see time and time again, and it's a really good part of Dax's character, I think. Yeah. And obviously she's winning, and you have this whole thing... and. It works really pertinently to the conversation with Dax because they're talking about, oh, well, it's Curzon that's beating us rather than Judzia because they can't accept that a woman's beating them. But obviously, that's going to tie in thematically with everything else that goes on in the episode and whether...
0: But she does point out that she's actually a bit... Yeah, she does say, yeah, I learnt to play from Curzon, but I'm better than him.
1: Yeah, and I believe it, Absolutely. And we meet Pell, who's the, the new Ferengi, and he's got this idea, it, and it's quite good. It's quite sneaky, is this? I mean, it's. I think people uh, I've do worked it anyway. In pubs
0: and uh, we used to do this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Go on, tell us we what used you to, used uh, to do, then.
0: We used to put out, um, like, when I worked at Queen's, mm. we used to send out uh, big platters of chips yeah. on a tea time. And and throw loads of salt over them before yeah. they went out. But you tried the chips at the Queen's, I'm, a big oh, yeah, I'm old, big chunky chips we yeah. used to do. And they used to wipe out, and it's like, like bosses there, they'll love it. And and place of behaving with them drinking all night. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, that's cost us a. That's cost us about two quid, and look how much you're drinking now. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) And not
0: one of them has complained about how
1: much salt's on the chips. (laughs) Well, it's like when you get, um, again, something we've not had for a while, but when you get your football tournaments on, and a lot of pubs will bring out something to eat at half-time, and, like, yeah, it it makes you thirstier, but also... You, if you've had something to eat at half-time, you're not going to go home after the match for your tea, you're just going to stay in the pub. So You're going to stay
0: for another couple of pints.
1: So, yeah, pints. very clever by Pell, these little little things that make you thirstier. And we get reintroduced to Zek, who turns up, and he's going. he wants Quark to lead the Ferengi expansion into the Gamma Quadrant. And this is interesting, because... Even though we've got the Federation, who are all about exploring and things like that, as we know, the Federation is a moneyless society, and so yeah. you've got you've got this capitalist society, and they're the ones who are actually pushing more to explore these new places because the the well, incentive for them is greater. It's well, I can make more, more money true. over there. So that's now, an interesting fair, idea. Th- there's
0: got to be. It, like it's been talked about, and this all that. It's an awful line that was put into Star Trek that money doesn't exist because it's left all sorts of gaps of well, it's, how do they yeah. deal, How do they deal with these? And like all the Starfleet officers when they're off duty do go to quarks, and quark doesn't want paying, so they've got to get yeah. money from somewhere. Or do they, or the or Starfleet officers do their replicators just go? Oh, I'm off to quarks tonight. Oh, I'll
1: just um it some latinum yeah well we find out though don't we that you can't um yeah you can't replicate, latinum. can't replicate it. it is interesting isn't it i mean you've got to assume we should probably do like a whole episode on this at some point because there's so many things to consider with it but you've got to assume that it's something to do with the barter system so yeah. you know the federation will provide what it can for these planets but in the ones that have got a monetary society—they must say, well, you know, we need money so we can operate there. Because clearly, like you say, the people who live on DS Nine, they—they can, yeah, they can get what they want from the Federation replicators, but they can't go to Quarks for free. So, yeah, yeah. all all the restaurants want money, and yeah, but I I find I feel like in a way this and all the
0: little bazaar and stalls want money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this is kind of DS9's way of... And they do it a lot, particularly with the Ferengi episodes, of saying, like, yeah, the the Federation idea is brilliant and everything, and it it works. But there are also things that can work in a capitalist society, and in this case, they're pushing more to go into an unexplored place because there's a financial yeah. incentive rather than just a... Yeah. Um Yeah, we hold
0: we, like we want to use the station as a diplomat to host a diplomatic meeting with these people.
1: Yeah, the doze. Eye. And you get all the yeah. it it builds and builds, doesn't it, that Zek says he wants Quark to buy loads of this wine or chula berries to make Ten the wine. 10,000 barrels. And it keeps growing, and every time he speaks to him, it's more that he wants and more that he wants. And Pell sort of comes on as an advisor to Quark at this stage and knows what the Grand Nagus is up to, because he says, like, you know, basically the reason he's not doing it is because if it goes wrong, he wants someone to be the fall guy for it. And you get this really funny scene where Rom keeps trying to fire Pell and it's obviously jealousy, because <laughs> Pell's got Quark, Quark's what? to coin a phrase with uh, Ferengi. But um, he keeps saying, no, you're fired. And Quark keeps going, no, 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 no. And Ron wants to be the big advisor, but Quark's gone with Pell. And the big reveal of the the early part of the episode is that Pell's actually... A Ferengi female, which I I believe it's the first Ferengi female we've seen at this stage.
0: It is the... Yeah, it is the first time we've seen a Ferengi female. we do see others later on. Yes, we do.
1: Yeah, specifically Moogie that we're going to meet later. And I kind of feel like Pell's storyline is a bit of a dry run of what we get with Moogie later on. The idea that there's a female Ferengi who's actually better at business than the men. And can yeah. actually be the one pulling the strings. and yeah, then like the women can do
0: business just... Oh, she's better than a lot of them, is Pell. Yeah. But she's capable of doing business al- along with the best of and, them. And uh,
1: as when we get into the Moogie episodes later, she ends up practically <laughs> running the show. She's the one who's <laughs> yeah. telling the Grand negus <laughs> what to do, basically. And then we meet the Dozai, and... This is one of the weirdest alien designs. Like, now, I've put i put a photo on for us. Yeah, let's have the. Because they're definitely one of the most colourful, aren't they? Yeah, like what is? I mean, is that meant to be makeup or is it meant to be natural markings? No, or... I think it's I
0: think it's makeup because you see a number of the doors eye, and they've all got different. Yeah, they've all got on different ones. So I wonder, I wonder if it's same. Um, if it shows some
1: sort of rank, yeah, maybe like a cast system a, a or hierarchy something, hierarchy system. Or I mean, what they remind me it of? Shows. It always makes me think of a deck of playing cards. Like they look like they look like Jacks and Aces of Diamonds and stuff. So maybe it is. And one of them, the the main the male does, is played by Brian Thompson, who was one of these great bit-part actors who you will have seen in absolutely everything. Like, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> perhaps best-known uh, the alien bounty hunter in The X-Files or it was the baddie in Cobra, that Stallone film. Uh, but, yeah, th- this guy was in absolutely everything and he's in Star Trek more than once. Um, but, yeah, this is one of his appearances. I always like it when Brian yeah. turns up. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh...
0: Pretty much anything from the 80s and 90s has yeah, been in. Yeah, definitely. And,
1: yeah, they, they, they basically want to deal with Zek, not the middleman. And it goes back and forth. And we get um, a bit where Kira and Dax are chatting about the Ferengi. And, again, Dax is presenting this much more... This is sort of part of the rehabilitation of the Ferengi that DS9 did. Where it's like, yeah, the you know, Kira's listing off all these things, the sexist, the horrible, and Dax is like, Yeah, they are all those things, but you can have a lot of fun <laughs> with them, you know, if you accept that yeah. they're always gonna be trying to scam you over for money.
0: Well well, he's already done this, hasn't he, Zach, in this episode? Because you have like where he wants a meeting yeah. and all that, and he's and he he's annoying Kira already in the Cisco then he goes what if I offered uh, fifty thousand tons
1: of
0: so and so to be and all that for us to host meeting here and okay, yeah, that's good. And Cisco's he's walking always. away. Right, so what's that at twenty-five yeah. percent discount? He goes, um you said you were giving it, okay, what about cost? No. How about you give it as a gift, <laughs> and I allowed you to have your meeting um, here.
1: This is the thing. Cisco's always really good. I think at getting the best of the Ferengi. He always <laughs> seems to know how to play it to get to get what he wants to make him behave a yeah. little bit. I like how he does it with Quark. Right back in the first episode.
0: Yeah, he knows that the corrupt. He knows that yeah, everything's yeah. about money, and it's like you've got to be firm with the Ferengi.
1: Yeah. And I think Cisco does a really good job with it. Um, and then we get another Tongo scene and we get Zek trying to cheat at it, which is quite funny. <laughs> uh, you know, he's meant to be the most Ferengi of all Ferengis and he's not very good at it. And this is where we get the no, we actually need more of the wine. And Dax realises that Pell is into Quark at this point. And then they have that great chat in the Replomat. And Again, I think this is quietly a really, really progressive scene because you get... Dax says, oh, you know, clearly you're in love with Quark." Does he know? And it, Pell says he doesn't even know I'm a woman. And then Dax is surprised that she's a woman, so... What, you're a woman? So, she
0: th- yeah, she's thinking, oh... It, it,
1: yeah, she's assuming you're that... You're a bloke who fancies him. Yeah, she's assuming that Pell is homosexual and... That doesn't raise an eyebrow to Dax, and yeah. not should it. But for nineties TV, that's really quite progressive. And then the actual surprise it, comes. It was very
0: progressive. It was very progressive for the time, and I don't yeah. think a lot of people at the time actually realised what was being said there. No,
1: because it's 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 really low key. It's easily missed. But her surprise is that Pell is actually female, not that what she assumed was a male, had feelings for Quark. So, yeah, really good little sequence there. Um, And DS9 doesn't... A a little bit more now. There's been a lot of reappraisal, but it doesn't always get the credit it deserves with things like this. Um, So, the I have left and everything. So, Pell and Quark have got to go to the Gamma Quadrant. And Pell tries to talk to Quark a little bit on the shuttle... Nothing really comes of it, and then meanwhile, Rom starts investigating, and Rom finds Pell's little box that she keeps her fake ears in. Yeah,
0: like he's not looking for that; he's looking for anything, anything, yeah, sort of that he can use against Pell, thinking it's a head. Yeah, exactly. He's just
1: looking for something it just to discredit to be,
0: him. He wants to be a nasty bastard because he's jealous.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Rom's another one of these characters in DS Nine that it takes, he develops a lot. But I think it takes a while for Rom to settle into the character that we know. Like they, this is there's I, a I bit more of an edge to like, it here.
0: I like the the next episode after this one is oh, one where yeah. you realize how um, cunning and uh, clever Rom is. Yes, definitely. He's in, into places and all that. And yeah. You let slip to Quark that I break into your store cupboard. Oh, I use this to get into your latinum vault. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's a good episode, the next one as well. But unfortunately, nothing to do with the Dominion War, so we'll have to come back to that another time. Um, So back in the Gamma Quadrant then, Quark makes a big scene, kicks over the barrels, and this eventually gets... Brian admits that we don't actually... We can't do that deal. And
0: yeah, we can, it, like Zach has insisted that he
1: that he gets a hundred thousand yeah. barrels of, and obviously we like, find out long term that this this is uh, this is what Zach's playing at. It, he's not bothered for this deal. He just wants to keep pushing it to the point that the does I are going to have to say we can't do it. We need to refer you to someone in the Dominion, and this is how Zach is doing it. But um, it's putting Quark in a bad position that. He's got to keep trying to get this deal that's never going to materialise. But, but um,
0: this also opens up the... Gives you the implication that Zach is already aware of the Dominion at this point. Yeah, yeah. The Gamma Quadrant. It just doesn't know how to contact them. The Federation at this point, and everyone, everyone no, else as far as we're aware... Have no clue of that the Dominion exists.
1: Exactly, the Ferengi have been doing a lot more uh, research to the Gamma Quadrant, or they understand the the political climate of it much yeah. better than anyone at this stage. And we get the scene with with Pell and with Quark, and he, there's a lot of humour in it where Pell keeps trying to stop him having to go to sleep, and. Let's have a toast, let's do this, and keeps quoting yeah. rules of acquisition. Quarks and... about
0: to quarks off to get undressed and all that for bedding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and again, though, we get the bit Pell kisses Quark at this point. And it's quite a while before Quark discovers that Pell's female. But again, there's no sort of shock horror reaction from Quark and no No. No like. This is probably the wrong word to use, but from a male character, if another male character kissed them at this point in 90s TV, you'd almost expect, like, almost revulsion to come from them. Like, if you look at the episodes of Friends, for example, where it's implied that Joey and Chandler, you know, or another character assumes Joey and Chandler are gay, and you get this yeah. really shocked, oh, my God, you know. But, again, there's none of that quack doesn't seem phased by this in that way at all, which, again, I no. think is really progressive. But, obviously, the, they're interrupted, and this is where they find out about the Dominion, and this is where Quark's got, right, I know what Zek's been playing at now, and he's got the name yeah, of the right. contact, which he knows well, is the bargaining chip him, he needs. He?
0: Yeah, the reason he won't give you 100,000 barrels, it isn't because he doesn't want to, it's because in- he can't. he exactly. got that many.
1: And that's it. If he'd have had 100,000, Zek would have said, we need a million now. Uh, Just to get to the point that he has to give them the name of another contact. And then Pell tries to talk to Quark. Quark sort of brushes it off. Didn't happen. They get back to the station and Quark manages to cut himself a really good deal. Like, he's going to get a whacking great percentage of the profits that Zek's going to make from this deal. But Rom... Kind of spoils it all. He tells... There's a, a great sort of visual gag where Quack keels over in the background and it's uh, it's one of these falls that you want to get in drama where they, they just fall over absolutely bolt upright and straight over. Um, what's his name? From all the fools and Horses? Yes, standpoint. it's the... Yeah, David Jason. Yeah, uh, David in... Jason. He
0: does, he does it best. But it's a comedy <laughs> fall but it's one of the most difficult falls to do. Yeah,
1: where you remain absolutely straight. And anyone, yeah. I'm sure anyone who's listening to this podcast in England knows exactly what we're talking about, but anyone who doesn't, uh, just look on YouTube, Del Boy falls through the bar, and it's one of the, one of the greatest comedy sequences ever in a TV show. It, it's just, <laughs> it's phenomenal. And like you say, it's all because of, the way he takes the fall. But um yeah. Arm and Shimmerman don't do a bad one here at all. And um you get the thing. Quacks. Rom's obviously like, oh, we've got to expose. We've got to expose Pell. But Quacks, like, no, no, no. If you do that, that's my deal, knackered. So I don't want that going on. And he blackmails Rom into not doing it. You can have the yeah, bar. I'll, I'll give you the bar. Yeah. And then you do have... um a sequence where he talks to Pell and they're discussing why they can't be together. And he, he offers her money to go and set up her own life and everything. And it's all to do with Ferengi custom, basically, isn't it? It's you know, yeah. you yeah. don't fit in, yeah. the, women are, in well, the world. It's not
0: just Ferengi custom, it's actually law. She goes, There's it's not against the law. And he goes, actually it is, it's yeah, exactly. totally against the law. You're not women aren't allowed to make profits. <laughs>
1: Or aren't allowed to earn profit. This is the thing, though, where we see that Quark isn't as much of a stickler for Ferengi laws as he likes to make out sometimes because he's, apart from trying to protect himself and protect his own deal, but he clearly doesn't want to shop her to the Nagus and have her arrested and stuff. It's like, no, just go somewhere else where you can make profit. Go to the Gamma Quadrant where they don't know and everything. But Pell comes to say goodbye to the Nagus and whips off her ears and throws them at him and <laughs> Zek has this great very good goes, Ah, female! <laughs> they, do, they do it a few times, though
0: you see it with Bear? Uh, in a few episodes where yeah. as soon as there's a female and if they're not naked and that, you yeah. all freak out and...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. and yeah, Wallace Sean's great as Zek anyway, but it's a really good bit. And the the way it all winds up is pretty good because Quack Quark's in trouble because he's taking advice off Pell, but that also extends to Zek because Zek allowed Pell to well, well
0: Zek Zek uh, is like you're both going to jail and all that and you've uh, you won't be getting any of the profits and Quark goes, but I didn't know and he goes, Stupidity isn't an yeah. excuse. <laughs> And Quark throws and it, it back at him. But then he turns it round to Zack and he goes, but she was acting as your advi- your your um, representative. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know stupidity isn't an excuse. Exactly. Oh, well so, done, Quark. Yeah,
1: well done, <laughs> well played, you've got him. And so, obviously, <laughs> it ends, as many of Quark's business ventures do, with him not actually making any more money. Um, yeah. But... At least no no long term harm like, done.
0: You often actually think that if Quark like I know at the very end of it, Quark does sort of leave the Ferengi Empire and go alone. And I imagine he'll do really well because a lot of where he loses all his profit is because he's a Ferengi.
1: And you get will
0: take it off him.
1: Yeah, you're right, yeah, once um Liquidator Brunt comes into it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. A lot of the time if he if he could just bend the rules a little bit more, if he'd have just kept Pell around, he'd have probably meant <laughs> untold yeah. sums of money. Uh but yeah, so Pell has Quark to go with uh, obviously they're not going to um but Dax realizes Quark's gonna miss Pell and everything. So it's quite a bit sweet ending.
0: Like like you have an <laughs> end you have like Quack Quark and Pell saying bye to each other. And she's obviously still engie and all that because they're kissing. him, She's there uh, giving him Umax and goes, oh, and I will uh, be taking them ten bars of uh, yeah, too right as well. Yeah, he offered her it,
1: so absolutely. Yeah. It's a shame, really, that you've Pel- lost
0: your profits, but I'm keeping. I'm taking yeah.
1: nine. <laughs> it's a shame we don't see Pell again, really. She's a good character; it could have been interesting. Uh, but I think a it, lot
0: it would have been interesting for her to come back as. Sort of like she's left the Ferengi alliance. Yeah, that would have been good. And Zach's allowed this. And she, if she came back as like mega wealthy and all that, yeah. so, like, trying to get on with her and they're not interested.
1: Yeah, that would have been interesting. I think maybe a lot of the stuff they they met they do with Moogie, you know, we with, with her earning profits, or maybe potential storylines they might have had for Pell found the way out. Yeah through the Moogie storylines, but yeah, she's an interesting character. Um, in terms I'm not of, sure
0: who played Pell actually, I'm not off top of she my head. Went on to do, maybe,
1: maybe she so.
0: went to go, on to do other things and wasn't available.
1: Maybe her, so. Because he so had does, to
0: invent Moogie.
1: Yeah, it does seem like a character that we should have seen more of. In terms of the Dominion then, all, all we really find out at this stage is if you want to do business in the Gamma Quadrant, you need to know the Dominion. So it's the first you hint.
0: Dealing, you need to deal with the
1: Dominion. Yeah, the first hint that whoever they are, they're very, very powerful. Um, so we'll we'll leave it there in terms of what we know about the Dominion. Yeah, but but um, like I
0: say, it, it's quite obvious that the Ferengi were already aware of the Dominion at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Because the whole point of this is them trying to get access yeah, exactly. to the Yeah, Zek says,
1: you know, I've heard about it. It's, um, I've heard these rumours and everything else, so... Yeah, it it leaves it leaves it. Obviously the name the Dominion is a memorable name, so it sticks in your mind, and we're gonna hear it again yeah. a couple more times this season before we actually get to to meet a member of the Dominion. Um <laughs> so next week, I think we're sticking with Barclay, aren't we? So we've done we've done shipping a bottle, but I think the next one's Realm of Fear, the weird transporter one, so We'll take yeah, a look at Yeah. We'll take a look at Realm of Fear we'll and then.
0: Yeah, then I think after that we've going to be moving back to Voyage and Voyage, sticking well, with Barclay. Yeah, we'll get Voyage there. Voyaging Barclays Holodeck.
1: We'll get there the eventually through Barclay, yeah. And then DS9 we're looking at Sanctuary, which is the next time we hear about the Dominion. So that's what we'll be up to next time. Um, If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, you can tweet us at RetrekPod, send us an email, retrekpod at gmail.com, or you can join the Facebook group, uh, just search for Retrek on Facebook. Um, Elliot's still working away on his um, Star Trek models on the YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, First bits of Voyage you got done. Where are we? If you didn't see it, uh, Enterprise has all its decals awesome. on now. I've just got a base to build for it, but it's actually got the name on now.
1: Brilliant. So there you go. If if you want, a nice point. If you want to see all the engineering that's gone into that, that's on the YouTube channel. Um, but thanks for I'm, trekking I'm busy with writing. us.
0: Sorry? Yeah, I'm writing the program at the moment for the
1: electronics for Voyager. Excellent. So, thanks for trekking with us this time, and we will see you next time on the retrack. Thank you. Bye bye.